because they solve problems with scalable things. They're solving problems by building systems. They're solving problems by building people and relationships. There's no limit to the number of those things you can build. Consequently, the more of them they build, the more free time they have left over. This is episode number 32 with Jared Henning. Welcome to the Mindset Horizon podcast. My name is Tibor Nagy, mindset and performance coach and the founder of Mindset Horizon. The mission of this weekly show is to reveal the disruptive mindset of purpose-driven entrepreneurs, high performers, visionaries, and change makers, so you can transform your mindset, realize your full potential, and execute on your dreams. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Now let's get started. What is up, Mindset Nation? Welcome back to the Mindset Horizon podcast. I'm excited to announce that today's episode is brought to you by Podcasters Paradise. As a mission and impact-driven entrepreneur, thought leader, visionary, and change maker, have you ever thought of increasing your online visibility, building credibility, and scaling your impact and business by starting your own podcast? If you answer this question with hell yeah, now this is your chance. According to Edison Research in the US, podcasting is one of the fastest growing medium. Since I started podcasting, I knew I needed to invest in myself, learn more about podcasting, and surround myself with the best minds in the podcasting industry. This is how I became part of the number one online community for podcasters called Podcasters Paradise, created by John Lee Dumas, founder and host of Entrepreneurs on Fire, one of the most successful top-ranked and award-winning podcasts. So if you're ready to start your own podcast, build credibility, and scale your impact and business, I highly recommend checking out Podcasters Paradise at MindsetHorizon.com forward slash paradise. That's again, MindsetHorizon.com forward slash paradise. You can also find the links on our show notes page at MindsetHorizon.com forward slash podcast. If you have any questions after checking out the Podcasters Paradise page, or you want to know more about my incredibly positive experiences with Podcasters Paradise, shoot me an email at tibor at mindsethorizon.com or DM me on Instagram at tibor.mindsethorizon. I'm very much looking forward to hearing from you. And so without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. My guest today is Jared Henning, and in today's episode, we talk about the Nobel-nominated process, the so-called mind scan that Jared uses to help his clients level up their thinking so they can experience a breakthrough in their life and business. We talk about the importance of mindset and how solving problems by building systems, people, and relationships, and how tapping into your zone of genius can help you take your life and business to the next level. And now a couple of words about today's guest. So Jared Henning is an award-winning speaker featured on ABC Nightline for his real estate investing and TEDx for his performance coaching. Jared specializes in a novel nominated process that allows you to access your next breakthrough on demand by learning to think at a higher level. As a result of this process, his clients normally double their income in the first year by purposely working less hours. Jared is a classically trained musician 
avid mountain biker and world tickle champion in the five-year-old category. And so without further ado, let's bring on today's guest. Hi, Jared, and welcome to the Mindset Horizon podcast. Hello, hello. Thanks for being here today with me. And I'm excited to dive into really interesting topics, mindset performance. Uh, this is one of my obsessions, mindset. This is how, this is why the show is called Mindset Horizon Podcast. And uh, as I mentioned in the very beginning, you're an award-winning speaker, four times TEDx speaker, a musician and mindset performance coach. And I'm excited to dive into, yeah, some of those exciting topics. But before we do, would you talk to us a little bit more about yourself, entrepreneurial journey, maybe focusing on this transitioning? Uh, just for your information, I transitioned from architecture to coaching. So it's been a shift, but you also, uh, you were working as a freelance musician and then you do mindset performance now. Yes. Yes. Um, happy to have shared similar college journeys. Um, <laughs> uh, both of our degrees required uh, a lot of time spent by yourself after hours and exactly. in the, in the building. Right. Um, so yes, happy, happy to share that experience. Um, oh yeah. my gosh. Wow. Yeah. So I was a, uh, I'm a classical musician by trade, uh, spent, um, 10 years as principal viola in the South Carolina Philharmonic, um, probably worked 20 years as a freelance musician, um, you know, playing concerts and uh, teaching lessons, playing weddings, that kind of thing. Uh, but I come from a very, uh, entrepreneurial, uh, family. Um, when my dad retired from the government government, he went to work for himself. Um, my brother works for himself. My sister works for herself. Um, it's just all we've, all we've known. So anytime we need, uh, you know, money, um, we, for whatever reason, opt to work 80 hours a week. So we don't have to work 40. Um, we've, we've just always been self-employed. It's all we know, but in music, I was really frustrated. Um, it seemed like I was working uh, too many hours for not enough money. And so I would leave and go into other fields and then I would come back because it was fulfilling and then I'd leave and come back. And I was like, well, wait a minute, maybe I'm not thinking of this right. And so I changed the way I was thinking about um, showing up in music and I made three changes and I would recommend these to anybody in any industry. Um, I don't care if you own a coffee shop or a mechanic shop or work as a lawyer, it doesn't matter. Um, so the first one is you have knowledge and expertise that other people can benefit from. Um, now, what I was doing as a freelance musician is that I was um, teaching lessons one-on-one. -on -one. And so the first change that I made was to take my time out of that equation. Um, so whatever industry you're in, um, how can people learn from your knowledge? And how can you take your time out of that equation? So instead of teaching one-on-one, -on -one, I started to teach one-on-many. Now, there wasn't a limit on the number of kids that I could serve um, with that knowledge. And some people do this with, um, you know, video lessons or writing course materials. Or I mean, there's lots of ways to take your time out of the equation. Um, so that was the first thing I did. And the second thing I did was, oh, and, and by doing that, by the way, it, it immediately doubled my teaching revenue without working more hours or charging the parents more, which was pretty cool. Um, the second thing was that I gave my students the opportunity to give me money. So what they used to do is they would say, hey, we have some extra money. Where should we take it? And I would say, well, go take it to the um, music retail store down, down the road. 
Um, <laughs> and I stopped that. So it takes like 15 minutes to fill out a retail license. And then I called up some music wholesalers and, um, then they would come to me and they would say, Hey, what kind of music stand should I use? Or what kind of instrument should I get or whatever? And I would say, come back next week. We'll have one for you. Now that allowed me to accept retail income without having to put money up front. I wasn't having to warehouse or inventory or anything like that. Um, so there was a second income stream that I opened up. And the third one was instead of focusing on playing gigs, I started focusing on booking gigs um, because that took the time out of the equation. There's no amount of gigs that I could book. So let's go back to the, uh, I don't know, coffee shop analogy. Um, what do you know about running an efficient coffee shop or more importantly, because sales cures all ills, what do you know about attracting customers to your coffee shop? And how can I learn from that? Can I watch a YouTube video? Can I download a PDF? Can I come to a seminar that you're teaching? Like, how can I learn in a way that doesn't eat up all your time? Um, and the second one is uh, now that your students are learning about how to get better quality customers into their coffee shop or run a more efficient coffee shop or whatever it is. Um, what equipment do I need? Is, is there a certain kind of machine that doesn't break down as often? Is there a certain kind of cash register whatever? Like what equipment do I need? And can I buy that equipment through you? Like through uh, an Amazon affiliate link or a joint venture with the manufacturer or whatever. And then the last thing is now that your students are getting more and more knowledge, um, how can they start to teach these systems for you? so that they're out there spreading the gospel of coffee um, instead of you. And you're taking your time out of the equation. All three of those things scale. So that got me to 100,000 a year working 20 hours a week as a freelance musician. Um, and it was working so well, of course, I stopped doing it um, and went into what I do now, which is a performance coaching, um, teaching other business owners how to solve problems by thinking at a higher level. And we've got a pretty cool process that makes that possible. Thanks for sharing. And, uh, you know, I was wondering and also listened to some of your podcasts. Uh, you were talking about the correlation between music and the brain. And since I transitioned to, to coaching, I was also thinking about this. Uh, I always felt that as an architect, I used both, you know, parts of my brain, the left brain and the right brain. I needed to come up with a you know, vision how a building would look like and then plan it into something reality. And so would you tell us a little bit more about the correlation or connection between the, the brain and music? Yeah. And what, what does that mean for us today? Uh, especially if you're not a musician, why should you care? Um, so this is well documented with MRI studies that when you are engaged in making music, whether you're clapping your hands along to the radio or singing in the car or whatever it is, in that moment of time, you were using more different parts of your brain than any other time. And this is a, a stark contrast to athletic performance where um, the better your body is performing as an athlete, the less of your brain um, you're using because your body can't afford to be sending glucose to the brain to think about philosophy or whatever it, that it needs that glucose to go to the muscles. So the brain kind of quiets down. It enters a kind of a meditative state. Some people call this a zone. Um, well, wouldn't it be cool if you could access more of your brain on demand, because that would allow us to solve innovative problems. Um, and I guess sort of the illustration there is, uh, any time you're hitting an obstacle in your life, don't have enough time, don't have enough money, um, whatever it is, uh, there's three things that are happening. Uh, number one, you're already trying hard, like pat yourself on the back. You're not a slacker. You're doing everything you know to do to solve that. 
if there was something else you could be doing, you would totally be doing it. Like, you know, if it made sense and fit and was workable, right? Number two, all of the strategies that you're trying to solve that problem, they all make sense. They seem like good ideas. Um, and what that means is your transformation, your breakthrough is first going to sound like a bad idea. It's going to sound like craziness um, because if it made sense to do, you would already be doing it. So how in the world are you supposed to think of the thing that you can't think of? I mean, that's not how the brain works. But if you could access more of your brain on demand, tap into those different ways of thinking, bam, now we've got it. I think uh, it's really, really important. And that's uh, what I focus on with, uh, with the podcast also. You know, mainly we talk about personal development connected to business because I focus on entrepreneurs and high achieving uh, uh, individuals. And um, I think mindset is really important. But uh, I was wondering, what do you think about this topic? Why mindset is so important? I make a distinction with mindset uh, that mindset is a strategy. And positive thinking is an emotion. Um, positive thinking is like you're lost in the woods and somebody says, if we just keep going, we'll get there. Um, mindset is let me climb up this tree so I can see things from a different viewpoint. Like it, it's just a different way of solving problems. Positive thinking is add more effort, um, add more wishful thinking mindset is view this from a different perspective. Um, like if you're, um, uh, in a, say a corn maze and you get to the end of the row, you're not always sure if you should go left or right, but if you stand on a ladder, now you can see the whole thing and there's no mystery to it. That's what mindset is like for your business. For example, um, let's say that you are a nonprofit and your challenge is, how am I going to raise $10,000 this month? And so you get together with your people and you go to work trying to raise $10,000. And so you're going to come up with ideas that are reasonable in that $10,000 space. Well, what I would suggest is as a way of strategy, as a way of mindset, as a way of thinking at a higher level, is add a zero to that. How can you come up with $100,000 in 30 days? And the first thing you find out is that your strategies won't get you there. They break down very quickly. Um, it's it's uh, unrealistic. It's not achievable. Well, it's unrealistic given the current strategies that you're coming up with. But you know good and well that somewhere in the country, there is a nonprofit that is having to solve that exact problem. They got to come up with a hundred thousand this month. And then there's another one that has to come up with a million this month. So what you do is you go to work creating a plan that will reach a hundred thousand dollars in 30 days. Now you're going to have to think at a totally different level and you realize, okay, well, we can't do this by calling people one-on-one. -on -one. We can't do this by passing out brochures. We can't do this by planning a big event because it's going to spend so much time planning that it's too late by the time we get there. How else can we reach more people? You're like, well, what if we had a news station cover us? Now we can reach the whole city at once. What if we were on a, an influencer's show like Oprah or Ellen or whatever? Um, what if we had an article in the newspaper? Um, so, so now you're thinking like, how can I reach more people at one time? Well, so let's say that you go on a big show. You're going to spend an hour 
and you're going to reach a million people. And that is a way different way of thinking than, well, let's get more volunteers because more volunteers can call more people. And, and now that you've solved that problem, suddenly 10,000 is no big deal. So how do you help people to cultivate this mindset and think at a higher level, as you said? So what, what is the process that you use? One of the things that we do is mindset pushups. Um, the exercise that I just mentioned, add a zero, solve for 30 days. Um, that's an example of a type of mindset pushup. That's more of a practical one. Um, it's a math problem and it, and it's hard. Like it hurts your head because in the beginning it's impossible. Um, but it is possible. It's only impossible given the strategies and approaches you're coming up with. Uh, once you break through and see ways that it could be done, now there's no limit to the number of ways it could be done. So mindset pushups is one way. Um, we have mindset pushups for limiting beliefs. We have mindset pushups for skill awareness. We have mindset pushups for profitability. I mean, lots of different ways, but they physically rewire the way your brain solves problems. And now you, now that you've seen it, you can't unsee it. That's one thing that we do. Um, another thing we do is using the Nobel nominated mind scan because of its ability to print up your thinking patterns on paper by getting those patterns mapped out. We're able to see right away where the blind spot is. That's been tripping you up. Um, a blind spot in our thinking is something that makes sense and because it makes sense, we're not able to see how it's actually getting in the way. Um, just like in our car, right? If we accidentally back into something, that only happens because we couldn't see it. If you can't see it, you can't avoid it. So if you keep hitting the same obstacles, don't have enough time, don't have enough money, that only happens because there's something in our mind, in our thinking patterns that has it obscured. We just don't have clarity there. Get it mapped up on paper. We can see that breakthrough right away. We can see the path right away. We can see the strength to leverage. We can see the weaknesses that have been tripping us up. Um, that right there is, that's gold. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I was wondering, MindScan, so why MindScan or how did you come come across this process and, and why was this you know, the one process that you wanted to focus on. And would you tell us a little bit more about how it works? Like how can someone, you know, uh, go through this process? What are the steps, how you identify these blind spots? The mind scan is based on the Hartman value profile. That is the Nobel nominated algorithm it used to be done with like pencils and rulers and slide rules and all that stuff back in the fifties. Um, pretty cool stuff. Now we have it digitized so that you can just take it on your PC. Um, it takes about 10 minutes different from other types of assessments. Uh, well, obviously it's Nobel nominated, but other reasons are the other assessments that you might be thinking of, uh, disc Myers-Briggs, whatever, um, they tend to be questionnaire based. Um, and so because you're answering questions, your subconscious is going to work gaming the system. It's like, well, this is a this is a leadership question. Yeah, that's what they're at, getting at here. And I want to be seen like a leader, so I'm going to give this answer because I'm working on that trait myself. Um, so the subconscious is gaming the system. There's really no way around that. It's just how the brain is wired. Uh, what you end up with, though, is results that aren't as accurate as they could be um, because of that subconscious dilemma. Um, and, and that is a problem, just like if, you know, uh, you went to go see the doctor and the doctor showed up in the room with somebody else's test results. 
you know, it's kind of a kind of a problem there. Um, the other thing is uh, the other assessments are population comparisons or like personality based comparisons. Um, and that's not helpful information. Um, you know, you have this trait. Well, you already knew you had that trait. Uh, uh, and 25% of the population has this trait. Okay, great. It's nice to be affirmed that other people are just as crazy as you. Um, what makes this different though, is if you can imagine going to the doctor and he says, you have this condition, we have a 60% success rate treating it. Um, that's, that's like the others that's information helpful is if the doctor can tell you what side of that 60% line you are on. That's what makes the mind scan different because it is a scientific measurement of that individual's thinking patterns. It is like a fingerprint of their mind. It's as unique as they are because of that. It provides the breakthrough right away. It takes about 10 minutes, maybe 15, um, uh, to, to get that map built, to get the system, the information that it needs. Um, sharing it with people is absolutely the joy of my week. The highlight, um, I always try to set aside one or two spots a week where I can share it with somebody. Um, I have a, uh, a hidden link, uh, because I think it is so valuable where I will share it with one or two people a week, um, at no cost. Like I will cover it because I think it is so valuable to have access to your own breakthrough map. Um, if somebody does want to try it out, just go to mindsetcall.co. Um, and, uh, if it's a good fit, we'll get you access. Yeah. Amazing. Thanks. Thanks for sharing. It's going to be in the show notes and also one of your images of MindScan, which I wanted to ask you about. And you talk about it in one of your TEDx talks that there are these three columns and you measure three different aspects. So would you talk to us a little bit about this concept? What are some common patterns, so to speak? Common patterns, yes. Uh, so it, it, it's looking at your mind's natural strengths. Um, I mean, you know, some people, they're just really good with numbers. Some people are really good with art. Some people are really good with moving a ball down the field. Um, we have different intelligences. Um, and so there's no perfect mind scan. Uh, but one of the things it's measuring is how clear things show up to your mind naturally. Um, and that illustration is like, are you navigating the world looking through a big lens or a small lens? Um, some people, uh, they have this uh, thing where they're navigating the world looking through a really small lens. Um, so it's a weakness of theirs, but they're not aware of it. And that's why they're experiencing so many frustrations. They keep running into the same obstacles and hurdles because for whatever reason, it's a very important to their mind to use that lens, to use that weakness. So when you get it mapped out and you're like, Hey, here's all these strengths that you're really good at. What would life be like if you were solving problems with that intelligence instead of this one over here? Um, some common, um, thinking patterns. Um, one thinking pattern is a tendency to value, uh, how people feel to value taking action and to value planning equally. Um, obviously they're all important. They all matter. Um, but valuing them equally creates a situation where you're stuck 
there's a lot of activity, but you're spinning your wheels. You're not going anywhere. You can't get the ball high enough to get rid of it, so to speak. Um, and you know, uh, well, boy, I could take care of these people, but I, I just don't have time to take care of these people because there's too much that has to be done. And oh man, I could really get stuff done, but I've got to deal with all this paperwork. And oh man, I'm almost done with this planning, but I got to stop because now I got to take care of these people. It's just juggling three balls and and just feeling like there's you can't win um, with whatever you're doing. Um, there's another way of thinking where people um, tend to prioritize taking action, like they're action takers. Um, anytime there's a, a, a problem or an emergency, their brain's like, go get in action. You know, if they're lost in the woods, boy, they're just going to take off in a direction. Um, just go, 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 go. Uh, these people are, are achievers. They tend to be achievers. Um, we can always count on them to get things done. Um, they pride themselves in checking things off their to-do list. Um, and, and it makes sense on some level that, that valuing action would produce more results. It does make sense. Um, but the, the problem is, um, because your brain values solving problems by taking action, it looks for actions to take. So, uh, we ask these people, you know, do you ever have more on your to-do list than you have time to get done? They're like, oh man, yeah, all the time. Uh, do you ever try working harder and faster to fix it? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's how you fix it, right? Just work harder and faster. Um, do you ever get to the end of the day and feel like you spent most of your day doing little stuff that someone else should be doing? Oh yeah, man, all the time. So frustrating. I mean, I could really get something done if it wasn't for all the stuff that has to be done. Um, so it, you can't solve a bad strategy with stubbornness. Um, there's another a way of thinking. Um, some people, and, and when you see it mapped out on paper, it's really interesting to see the different shapes that different minds make as they're trying to solve problems. Um, some people, they, uh, when they're stressed, they're like, oh man, there's more here than I have time to get done. Um, their brain goes, because there's more here than I have time to get done, there's no sense trying to do it. I already know it can't get done in this amount of time. And because of that, I need to spend more time planning, more time planning. Now this irritates the heck out of the action taker. They're like, I ain't got time for planning. We'll solve it as we go. Hustle up. Uh, but this person's like, I already know it's not going to happen in this amount of time. So I'm going to spend even more time planning. And then they say, I already know that I can't get this done in this amount of time. So I'm going to spend more time with people, partnering, bartering, consulting, trading. And because of that, this individual always has more than enough time, always has more than enough money. They have the touch of gold wherever they go because they solve problems with scalable things. They're solving problems by building systems. They're solving problems by building people and relationships. There's no limit to the number of those things you can build. Consequently, the more of them they build, the more free time they have left over. But if you're trying to solve problems by taking action, there's a very hard limit on what you can do with a block of time. That's amazing. And I usually focus on high achievers. Like this is one of my focus areas because, uh, you know, they can get frustrated because of the lot of things they want to do, as you mentioned, a lot of, lot of things on the to-do list. And so, yeah. So what are some of the, based on those hundreds of work you have done so far with MindScan, uh, focusing on high achievers, what are those tangible, how to say, breakthroughs or tips that came out as an example from these tests 
Uh, for example, you mentioned systems, creating systems and outsourcing or building relationships and people. One of them is solve problems by building systems and people instead of solving problems by doing the work yourself. Uh, if you're in a place where you can take notes, you want to write this down. If I'm doing the work, I'm falling behind. Because in that block of time that you spent completing a task, there were 27 other tasks that weren't getting done. And because you spent the time doing it, that means tomorrow you're going to be the one doing it again. But if you spend the time building a system to support you and people to support you, you give up immediate results. But in the long run, you never have to do that task again. So that's one thing, solving problems as a leader. A leader causes things. A leader doesn't do things. If you're doing it, you're getting in the way. Um, but that's tricky for some people because their brain doesn't naturally think on that level. They're like, man, I can recognize that that would make a difference, but ah, it's just, mm, it doesn't come natural. Oh, what do we do? So for those cases, we got to take people through the mindset pushups to rewire their brain to think that way. Uh, the other one is um, clarity on your sweet spot, your zone of genius. Uh, this is a big, 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 big breakthrough, uh, especially for peak performers. We had a guy, uh, he's a financial planner. He's making about 400,000 a year. And at that level, you would think, oh my gosh, what a, you know, sophisticated person. What, what are we going to tell him that he doesn't know? Wow. No, not at all. Um, takes the mind scan and, and it reveals that he had that small telescope thing I mentioned earlier where navigating life by looking through a small lens, it's very fuzzy. He wasn't clear on his genius. He wasn't clear on what he did better than anything else or what made the difference the biggest or what, you know, he, for whatever reason, he just wasn't clear. So we go through the mindset, get him the clarity. And now he totally knows his sweet spot. He totally knows his zone of genius. Man, look, this is important. You can't make a difference in your clumsy. You have to be in your genius. Now that he was clear on his genius, he begins to honor that by building his day around it instead of waiting to the end of the day if there's any time left over. So he's spending more of his day doing it. He's honoring it and protecting it more because he's got that clarity. That doorway he was able to walk through, and that took him from 400000 a year to $1.2 million a year over the next year and a half because he's leveraging his sweet spot. Uh, very, very important. That's amazing. Actually, I was always telling myself, like, what's the core task? For example, the one task or two tasks that I really want to do. And it's really great that the mind scan tells you, yeah, not not what you want to do, but what's what's your zone of genius, as you said, which is really, really important. And uh, you also mentioned, for example, the mindset push-ups. And I was like, okay, you mentioned limiting beliefs and rewiring the brain. Is it after the mind scan? Is it happening after the mind scan? Or how is it, how is it structured? So um, when you go see the doctor, um, hopefully this isn't happening to you. Uh, the doctor does not say, um, here, try this. The doctor says, you know, I don't know. Let's take you down the hallway and get your MRI. And with the MRI, we'll know where to start. Uh, so when someone's tired of hitting the same obstacles, don't have enough time, don't have enough money, uh, whatever it is, let's print up the mind scan and see what could be going on. Um, because the only reason we keep hitting those obstacles is because there's a blind spot in our thinking patterns. There's something about the way our brain is solving problems that is tripping us up unknowingly. 
And the MindScan makes that conversation possible, mainly because we're looking at it on paper. paper. We can see what we could not see before. And if you can't see it, you can't avoid it. After that, then um, for some people, not everybody, but for some people, yeah, it makes sense to um, do do a couple mindset push-ups, rewire some of those connections, get them the skill sets they need so that they have systems supporting them, people supporting them, uh, sweet spot, zone of genius supporting them, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I'm I'm a huge fan of limiting beliefs, but yeah, of course, mind scan is 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 really important because then you get aware, basically, right? So this is the part of becoming aware of these blind spots, and then you see what you can do. And so, how how long does it take to go through this process when someone is wondering right now? Like, is it a couple of sessions, or how does it work? So the mind scan itself uh, takes about uh, 10 to 15 minutes to create the breakthrough map. And then, um, it takes about 45 minutes to review the breakthrough map. Those don't have to be, those don't happen at the same time. You know, somebody takes the mind scan whenever they want. And then at another time, schedule a time to hop online. I usually try to keep one or two of those available, uh, just because it's such an amazing opportunity, um, for somebody to see their own breakthrough map. And, and there's a ton of value, uh, 45 minutes. We're just going over so many details. Okay. Do this tomorrow. Try this next time. Have you been experiencing that? Okay. This is why that's going on. Here's what we can do instead. So much strategy and structure. It, it's, it's a ridiculous call. Um, after that, uh, some people, um, they're like, cool, you know, thanks. Uh, I, I know how to do these things. All right, great. Go get them. Wish you the best. Um, and some people are like, well, um, help me out. Like, um, I don't know how to do this and this at the same time, or I can't do this and this at the same time because of this other reason over here. Uh, so, you know, I want to think that way. I want to have more than enough time and more than enough money in my life. But right now it seems like, um, I'm, I'm kind of, kind of pigeonholed. Um, how else can I work around this? Um, and, and if it makes sense, then we might set up a few calls after that to go through a couple of mindset pushups so that their brain is is seeing that, you know, on its own, uh, but it's not for everybody. How do you know, or who is it for? Like, uh, do you have a conversation before that with someone or, or how do you know if the person is, you know, good for the mind scan? How do you know if the person's good for the mind scan? Um, speaking, people are a good fit if they're aware that something isn't working in their life. They keep hitting the same obstacle. Um, relationships seem to keep going this way. Um, money seems to keep going this way or lack thereof. Time seems to keep going this way or lack thereof. And they're aware of it. Um, okay, this isn't working. Um, the other thing is a person is a good fit for the mind scan if they have already tried to fix that on their own. Um, some people encounter an obstacle and they say, oh, I just need to try harder. Great. Go try harder. You know, that might work. Um, and then they get into this cycle where the year rolls around and they're like, ah, no, 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 that didn't count do over. I'm really going to apply myself this year. All right, go get it. And that year rolls around. They're like, no, 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 no. This time I really, really mean it. I'm really going to apply myself. It's really going to work this. Year. Like at some point you just got to look back and go, you know, I've been telling myself that for the past three years. So when you get to the point where you're like, I've tried what I've, what I've known, you know, I've asked for help. I've talked to people. It's not working. All right, great. Let's take a look at what's going on in those thinking patterns. There could be an insight there. It's a good fit for that person. 
Um, it's a great fit for people that have already achieved um, an amount of success and they're curious what it would look like to go to the next level. Um, this happens a lot. Um, struggle bunnies, struggle bunnies come in and uh, they take the mindset, the mind scan, and they look at the results and they look at the opportunity and they say, ah, mm, ah, oh, ah, ah, right? High performers, they come in, they take the mind scan and they go, I would be an idiot not to do this. Like they don't have an ego attached to it. They, they don't care what to change. They don't care what it looks. They don't care. They just want the result. So like, I would be an idiot not to take advantage of this. Um, and, and it's just a different way of thinking. And already you can kind of tease out. It's possible that there is something crossed in the mind of the struggle bunny that's perpetuating that. Um, even though they're good people, even though they're well-meaning, even though they're skilled and knowledgeable and have expertise, that there's something they might not be aware of that that is perpetuating that. And, and the high achiever, well, maybe there is something going on in their mind that is causing them to unknowingly, subconsciously keep producing more than enough time and more than enough money. And they're not even aware that they have the golden touch until they get it printed up on paper. That's amazing. Thanks so much for sharing this uh, process. Uh, it's really interesting. I have never heard about this process. And, um, you know, I always ask the guests about uh, book recommendations. You mentioned your free giveaway, which is the mind scan, right? If I'm not mistaken, people can uh, go through this process. And then books that change your mindset or your life, transformational book recommendations. Do you have something in mind? Oh, readers, book, uh, mindset, holy moly. Okay, Four Agreements by um, Don Miguel Ruiz. Um, it is weird. It's written in a weird language. Um, it sounds like you're listening to a Native American Indian tell a medicine man story, and you are. That literally is what it is. Uh, but the takeaway from that medicine man story is unbelievably applicable all day, every day. And he talks about the four agreements. They're very, very simple. Um, that mind blowing, um, psycho cybernetics. Very good book. Thanks for sharing, uh, Jared. And, uh, before I ask my last question, please tell the listeners where they can find you online, get in touch with you. Yes. Hit me up on the socials, obviously. Uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, but if you want to try the, the, the mind scan for yourself and just see if you think that way of solving problems would make a difference in your life, um, get your breakthrough map printed up mindsetcall.co mindsetcall.co stop by there. If it looks like it's a good fit, let's get you time on the calendar to get your breakthrough. Map. Amazing. People will find it in the show notes. So, you know, they can go through the process And my last question is, what is your mission or what is it you, that you're building uh, when you look in the future? I'm building a tribe of dream builders, um, people that are actively placing one brick on top of another um, and that their breakthrough to doing that came from the architect's view. They're seeing the whole picture, gave them access to more efficient solutions to building that dream. That's amazing. Thank you for sharing and thanks so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Yes, sir. What is up, Mindset Nation? Thank you so much for listening and I really hope this episode's been highly valuable to you. 
And if so, please make sure to spread the word and share this episode with your friends. We are on a mission to build this community of Mindset Nation, so please make sure to go to iTunes, go to Stitcher and support us by rating and reviewing the show. And don't forget to subscribe as well. For more information about Mindset Horizon, simply visit our website MindsetHorizon.com and sign up to our weekly newsletter to get the latest information about new episodes, Mindset Transforming freebies, tips and insights. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram, leave us a message, we'd love to get in touch with you and hear more about you. Alright guys, thank you so much for listening, take care and be limitless my friends.